Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. I am pumped to be back with another solo episode on a really important topic that I'm going to discuss today and kind of dive deep into. It's the topic of burnout. Many of us have felt it. Probably all of us have felt it. I'm going to dive into the science of it a little bit, the triggers of it, and how to overcome or reverse the effects of burnout. That's going to be the bulk of this episode, maybe 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes on that. I don't know. Sometimes I just keep rolling. <clears throat> and so we'll see. We'll see. But I have some some specific things that I want to touch on in regards to burnout and in regards to active recovery and things that we can implement into our lives uh, going forward to try to prevent this burnout from happening and also kind of change our uh, physiology and our psychology to be more, uh, to have a wider tolerance to kind of the things that naturally would give us um, that burnout feeling. Um, But before we get into that, of course, I want to touch on... Uh, just some updates, some updates about what's going on. Uh, I want to check in with you guys. I want to encourage you to check in with yourselves. And then we'll touch on the question, how are you here in a second? Um, but overall, if you're a new listener to Jackson Talks, everybody, this is a great episode to hop in on. Give me another two, three, four minutes here, and then I'll dive into the actual information that we'll cover. Or you can skip past this part and just dive into the information on burnout right now. Um, But this is going to be episode number 63 on Jackson Talks, everybody. I'm coming to you today from July 19th, 2021. I usually post episodes about four weeks out. So you're probably listening to this in August. I've had some really banger uh, episodes recently. Episode 60 was with my buddies. Um, Always good conversation with them. Had a really great interview with Corey Camp who's doing some really cool stuff in the in the mindset performance coaching space with forever athletes. <coughs> a really brilliant episode on Naomi Osaka. Um, I did my best to try to touch on the Israel and Palestine conflict in a previous episode as well. So I'm trying to dive into a lot of different subjects, but the basis of Jackson Talks Everybody on the solo episodes is, um, you know, mindset, mental approach, uh, mental well-being, mental training. That's the stuff that I'm really interested in, really diving into in my professional career, my personal life, and on this podcast. I also do hotline episodes. That's just a, a nice way to connect with the people that watch this show. If you want to call in, a number is going to be available for an hour on those specific days that I do everybody's hotline. And then, of course, we have guests. Guests are long-chain conversations insights, uh, stories, things they're doing, resiliency, overcoming, a lot of mental health chat, a lot of mental health talk, um, and a lot of swapping of, uh, of conversation on how we overcome the things that we've been dealt and how we continue to push forward um, through those things and become even more capable and even more resilient through our lives to achieve whatever we feel we want to achieve. So that's kind of the basis of the breakdown of Jackson Talks, everybody. I also have a baseball-specific podcast called Champions Adjust. 
Uh, merch is available for that too on jacksonstone.net. Jacksonstone.net is a great place to find all merchandising needs for Jackson Stone, for Jackson Talks, everybody, everybody's land, uh, press ahead merch and Champions Adjust merch, as well as signing up for a newsletter, which I uh, email out every single Friday. It's just some things that I've been pondering, thinking about, usually stuff that I've talked about on my pod that I want to kind of write out so you can see in, in word format. And then I go into a deeper meaning behind those words or the things that I'm pondering in these episodes. So you can kind of get both a little insight there and a little deeper insight via this pod. Um, and of course, uh, you can always check out youarelovelife.com for my mental health nonprofit, which is called You Are Loved. We're doing some really cool stuff there. I'm super proud of that. And that's that's really, um, you know, that that's the, that's the big one for me is You Are Loved. And so everything else is kind of created around that. And then it synergistically pushes that creative narrative towards what I'm doing with You Are Loved and everything else surrounds it kind of pushes towards the one thing of, of mindset, mental health, mental well-being, how can we end mental suffering? How can we all be more healthy, happy, peaceful, um, and loving in our own minds and then portray that out in the world to, to everybody else? <clears throat> so that's a bit of a update. Mm, yeah, I don't really have anything else. But, uh, but right now, I encourage you to check in with yourself. Like, have you taken an inventory lately? Have you taken an audit on your life? What you need, what you don't need, what's good, what's bad? what's going well, what you might need more of, what you might need less of, right? So pause this episode right now. Adequately, sufficiently, and lovingly check in on yourself. Do that. And then once that is done, send a text, voice message, video, email, uh, handwritten letter to someone that you've been thinking about but haven't yet reached out to or someone in your life that's very, very important to you and ask them how they're doing and seriously ask and be open and willing to hear their response and dive in deep with them. So first do it with yourself adequately, sufficiently and lovingly and then go out of your way to do it for someone else and be of service to them because you've been of service to yourself first. Now you can be of service to them and then that's a domino effect. Hopefully they go out in their lives and they and they return the favor and it's just about paying it forward, paying it forward, but having that person keep the change. Pay it forward, keep the change. And that's the domino effect, the compound interest that we can't tangibly feel or see when we're being kind or loving or compassionate, but it does literally change the whole entire world. So there's that, do that, be about that. Uh, And then uh, maybe now, wherever you are, sit back and enjoy a little bit of uh, stuff I've been learning via the Flow Research Collective uh, and some articles and some podcasts about burnout, 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 burnout. We've all felt burnout, right? We know what it, we know what it is. Um, for me, burnout feels like. Uh, a loss of motivation and like a growing sense of cynicism. Um, and burnout definitely alters uh, our neural circuitry, um, right? Because it enlarges our amygdala and fractures our connectivity. So it's burnout isn't like this like woo woo thing that like 
shouldn't be taken seriously. It should be taken very seriously because it is a, it is documented medical disorder like anything else. Um, and so we feel burnout because there's like specific triggers that hit us when we feel burnout. And we're going to go over those, bur- those, those six burnout triggers and what we can do to kind of reverse those triggers. But burnout is a real thing and, and it's because our society has glamorized the grind, the hard work, the hustle, the long hours for too long. And it puts us in a downward spiral of not getting enough sleep, not actively recovering, not passively recovering, not taking time off because someone's going to take our spot. And there's this like insecurity based idea that if we're not working 17 hours a day, that we're not working hard enough. And it's all because our culture has glamorized those ideals instead of instead of really honing in on let's work hard in a safe, adequate amount of time, eight, 10 hours, let's crush it. And then adequately rest, adequately recover, adequately have enough time for experiences and relationships and community and connection instead of just solely focusing on this idea of work, 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 right? Of course, you have to work hard to achieve something great in life, to become elite in anything. Of course, very important. But that work is intertwined with organizing how you recover and how you spend time with your loved ones, how you spend time in community and of service to others. All these things line up together in alignment to to push you towards whatever you're working hard towards. Isn't it more beneficial to work harder, more focused, more in tune, more in aligned with your purpose for eight hours than being multitasking, multi not really focused, kind of on your phone, on this, on that, not in like this gray zone for 12 hours, right? Rather than just honing in on one specific thing and working hard in that short time frame, rather than expanding it for so long and saying that you grind it, saying that you're working long hours instead of recovering on a Sunday or taking that week vacation or knowing your worth and your value and expanding it from there. My mom just called me. Call you back in a second, mom. Let me just get through this episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of the problem with burnout, right? Um, Because cognitive and memory function is impaired on burnout. So it's much more, burnout is much more than just work overload. And then when when we know we're work overload, we say we need to take time off, right? That's always the default mechanism for burnout is work overload, I'm going to take time off, but there's much, there's a few other burnout triggers that we need to focus on, that we need to think about, that we need to hone in on, um, other than just defaulting to work overload, work overload, and then I need to take time off. Taking time off is very important. We have to do that. All peak performers take time off. There's off seasons, there's breaks, there's time off, there's implemented times for recovery and rest and no work, right? And in the, like the corporate world or the 
the job world, whatever it is you want to call it, um, that's not really, doesn't happen often. But we default to work overload and then we default to taking time off, which is super important. But don't default to that because um, you have to solve the root of the problem to solve burnout, right? So you have to you have to identify the actual trigger instead of just defaulting to work overload. So I'm gonna give you the six burnout triggers right here. Cheers to the coffee drinkers. I'm gonna give you the six burnout triggers and, and a few things that maybe you can look at as the possible root of that trigger and then identifying that root and then trying to change it and go from there. So we have lack of control is one, number one, burnout trigger. And it's like your sense of control over what you do is undermined or limited and you don't have a lot to say in what's going on. So example could be like, you have a lack of autonomy, you have a lack of ownership, um, you're not feeling like you're being uh, creatively expressive enough, you're being micromanaged. Um, so that's lack of control, that's a burnout trigger, number one. And um, a hypothetical solution to that lack of control could be creating more autonomy for yourself, right? Changing your boss to expand autonomy, um, allowing your creative freedoms to flow a little bit, taking a few more chances and risks to allow yourself to have that creative freedom or thinking about how you can start your own thing um, and really dive in deep into that whole entrepreneurial thing and, and giving yourself full autonomy and full mastery over your career and life. But that's a burnout trigger's lack of control and there's a few things that could go into that in terms of uh, what you can do to fix that and finding the root of that cause, which is that and then identifying that and going from there to try to fix it. Burnout trigger number two is a values conflict. Um, there's, a dis there's a disconnect between you, your own core values and the core values of the organization or your workplace. So say you believe in your, the environment and your company doesn't. Um, you value honesty, your coworkers don't. Um, and so that's a big one. That values conflict can instantly, not instantly, but over time really, really cause burnout because the values aren't in alignment the things that you hold in high regard, the, whole, the things that you filter your thoughts and actions through are not what your coworkers or your company does. And so a hypothetical solution, um, simple would be to, to find an organization that your values align with. I mean, that would really, that's, that would solve the root of the problem, which would be a values conflict and you leave the organization, you know, you put set up the right things in place, you know, burn any bridges along the way, um, but you do find an organization that you're more aligned with, that your values are more aligned with. So when you go into work, you know that your values aren't going to be undermined and you, you have um, you know, a clear conscience about what you're doing and the direction you're headed with your values and your company's values. Okay, number three, burnout trigger. Number three. Let me get a coffee first. Insufficient reward, right? You feel taken for granted, burnout trigger number three, insufficient reward. You feel taken for granted, not recognized and or undercompensated, right? Examples, pretty self-explanatory, but lack of pay, lack of recognition and lack of reward. So uh, insufficient reward, you, you just gotta be um, very honest and negotiate a pay raise. 
or again, find a job that is willing to appreciate you for what you do and what you bring to the table. Um, because you should be appreciated for your work, you should be compensated properly, you should know your value and know your worth and you should be paid that way. So if you feel like you're getting burnt out because of insufficient reward, then find a way to negotiate a pay raise or find a better position that's suited for you, that values you and your regards. Right, and then we got burnout trigger. Number four is the big one, the common one, the one that everyone falls back onto when they think about burnout is work overload. So your workload is too much, too complex, and too urgent. Basically, you're working too much, right? There's no active recovery in place. There's no taking time off. There's no boundaries on your work schedule, right? You have to take time off and rest. You have to have them implemented in your calendar. You have to implement sleep. You have to prioritize your well-being. You have to make sure you're doing a lot of these things. We'll go into what um, protocols you can add for your active recovery, but just off the rip, right? Taking time off and resting and prioritizing your well-being is important. Setting boundaries on your work, when and when you will work, when you will turn your phone off, all that stuff um, is important because work overload overload is a huge burnout trigger and we have to be able to solve that okay burnout trigger number five is unfairness okay you or others are treated unfairly there is a culture of favoritism and assignments and promotions are made in arbitrary fashion and discussed behind closed doors right so burnout trigger number five unfairness I know that may seem like it doesn't cause burnout, like you just think work overload, but insufficient reward, lack of control, values, conflict, unfairness, like all of these things cause you just to slowly lose motivation and have a growing sense of cynicism. So unfairness, hypothetically, you could candidly address and resolve the favoritism um, with an open, honest accountability type dialogue. Uh, and go from there and see what see what kind of things happen. And then number six, last burnout trigger is breakdown of community. You have to work with patronizing colleagues. There is no mechanism for conflict resolution and feedback is non-existent. So example would be, you know, a toxic work environment, toxic culture, um, low performing colleagues, right? Um, and uh, that's just a breakdown of community, right? And a hypothetical solution to that would be build a feedback loop in with your direct report. Um, but again, those are the six burnout triggers and the way to reverse burnout because it's possible is you have to solve the root of the problem to solve burnout. So you can take um, uh, this, uh, hold on one second. You can take the psychological burnout immunity test um, and it'll match you to which kind of these triggers you fall into and then you have the root of the problem so then you can reverse the burnout um, and then you can continue to work uh, from there but that's really what we have to do and so there are also three things that you can do on top of that um, to help reverse the burnout right so you have identified the problem Right, you've taken the test, you've identified the root of the problem, you've identified what kind of trigger is that is causing your burnout. And now you have some solutions here, right? You change yourself, so you expand your uh, um, 
ability to work, right? So you change yourself, you grow, you expand, you change your situation, um, or you change your relationship with the situation. So you have those three kind of tools mixed in once you've figured out the root of the problem. Okay, and so and so burnout proofing expands your window of tolerance, right? So you're changing yourself, you're changing the situation, and you're changing your relationship with the situation. And that those burnout proofing expands your window of tolerance. And so burnout proofing your physiology looks like this. Looks like sleeping better, right? Really prioritizing your sleep. Sleeping is a superpower. You're prioritizing your sleep. You've implemented active recovery throughout your days, your weeks, your months, and your years where you know that you're gonna get your active recovery in. It's a must. And then you're focusing on positive psychology, meditation, mindfulness, things of that nature, gratitude, all that stuff. So those are the ways you can do that. And then um, there's one, a couple more things I want to touch on here. Yes, okay. And so that's burnout, right? So a quick overview of that before we get into active recovery. Burnout, um, loss of motivation, growing sense of cynicism. There's six triggers to burnout. You need to identify those triggers, find the root of the problem, and then go into a burnout proofing method, which is changing yourself, changing your situation, and then changing your relationship with this situation. And then once you've identified that, you burnout proof your physiology by sleeping better, implementing active recovery and implementing more positive psychology into your life. That is how you um, reverse the effects of burnout and then you continue adding those kinds of protocols throughout your daily life, weekly life, monthly life to continue um, expanding your window of tolerance so you can be more. You don't have to do more, but you're being more. Um, and then you've also implemented so many things that are allow you to uh, have better relationships, more sense of community and connection because you're sleeping better so you're more energized and you're adding active recovery and you're focusing on your positive psychology which is mindfulness and meditation. And then you've just implemented these protocols into your life that allow for just everything to become more fluid, better, you have less chronic stress, you're not as fatigued and you're just having these things implemented as a protocol to prevent burnout um, and add more, um, you know, fluidity into your life uh, and more rest, more recovery. So work can be done, um, you know, more vigorously on days ahead. Because you do have to work hard to achieve anything great. But the active recovery part of working hard is just as important as the working of the hard working part, if that makes sense. So, and a quick quote here. From, from Michael Gervais. <clears throat> we spend more time now talking about recovery. To go the distance, to do extraordinary things, nobody does it alone and nobody does it when they're deeply fatigued. It's easier to prevent burnout than to treat it. But we shouldn't be stress avoidant because it's the stress that drives us to perform and excel. The trick is to toggle between running to the edge capacity and recovering on a daily basis with emphasis on the daily. So running to the edge of our capacity and recovering very well on a daily basis with emphasis on the daily, right? Exactly, that's exactly it. 
please, 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 please go look at more Michael Gervais stuff. He's someone that I look up to have taken multiple, uh, I've taken his class, his course on mindset. Um, it's called Finding Your Best. So that's where I get a lot of my information from. I read his articles and uh, his podcast. Um, someone who I'm very much inspired by. So thank you, Michael Gervais. Hopefully one day you can come on this pod and we can chat about all the things that I've read that you've written on this podcast, especially this thing about burnout, which is great, and active recovery and multitasking and really you know zoning in on who we are and all that stuff and, and showing up authentically and genuinely and, and being able to run to the edge of our capacity while also focusing on active recovery, recovery protocols, um, and knowing that nobody does anything great alone. We're in this together. We're a community. We're connected. Um, and it's, it's that way. So thank you, Michael. Okay. And then we talked about active recovery a lot, right? And active recovery uh, involves some activity that actively promotes healing and rejuvenation, both mental and physical. The active component in active recovery accelerates and enhances the recovery process, which both gets you back to baseline far faster than passive recovery and actually, excuse me, and actually gets you further past baseline. It delivers super compensation by expanding your capacity so that when you move back to expending energy, you got more energy to expand. That's the point of active recovery. And that's a big key in burnout, right? And so these are the top the Flow Research Collective's top 20 active recovery protocols. I'm just gonna give you 20 of them and you can pick the ones that you really like to start implementing into your daily, monthly, weekly, yearly, quarterly uh, active recovery protocol. All right, so you got a cold shower, ice bath, cryotherapy, sauna, steam room, hot bath, breath work and meditation. Those are two of my favorite. Cold shower, love it. Um, like I'm all about it. Do a cold shower every single day. Sauna, um, I, if I had one at my house, I'd do it every day, but I'm regularly going to the spa to use the sauna. Breath work and meditation is something that I do every single day. Breath work deeply, deeply allows me to regulate my emotions and my nervous system. And breath work and meditation kind of go hand in hand for me. And you can play with the inhales and exhales. Um, depending on what works best for you. There's a lot of meditation apps. There's a lot of breathwork apps. I recently posted one on my Instagram. Um, if you have any more questions about that, you can you can message me or you can just kind of Google breathwork and meditation and find out what, what works best for you. Also, Russell Brand um, is deeply involved in that and he posts so much stuff on his podcast and on his YouTube channel. But if we can regulate our breath, we can regulate our emotions and we can regulate our nervous system. And that's a huge part of um, recovering from acute or chronic stress, and that's a huge part of just active recovery in general. Okay, next one is flotation tank, nature immersion. I talk about going outside, you know, even doing a moving meditation or even doing your breath work outside in nature, immersing yourself in the fresh air and the plants and the trees and the birds and the animals. Go somewhere where it's quiet, there's nature, immerse yourself in it, feel the beauty, feel the love that's around you from the plants and the animals, everything's alive. And just allow your body to be immersed in that experience and decongest and, and just let it feel, let your body feel what's around you. And, and that's a huge, huge active recovery protocol. Of course, exercise, gotta exercise, have to. Find a, 
a movement pattern, a physical activity program that works best for you in your life, for your body, for your goals, and, and do that. Maybe it's walking 30 minutes a day. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's Tai Chi. Maybe it's dance. Um, maybe it's strength and conditioning. Maybe it's biking. Maybe it's cycling. Maybe it's the Peloton. It's anything. All of these things, you have to find what works for you and you have to implement it and you have to be diligent about that. Get a massage. Um, I usually get a massage and the sauna at the same time when I go for my active recovery. I usually do the massage and the sauna combined once a month. Um, sleep. You have to prioritize your sleep. I did a whole podcast episode on sleep, so you can circle back to that. It's called Sleep is Your Superpower. So you can circle back to that um, if you need more information on that. Um, and just research sleep. Michael Gervais did a, also did a podcast episode with this guy um, who's like a master in sleep. And so I would go listen to that too and then start implementing some of these, also these sleep protocols in there, overarching your actual active recovery protocol. Yoga, huge, do it every day, um, at least for five minutes. It's part of my morning routine. And then sometimes I do a longer session later in the day. Um, my favorite go-to for yoga is Yoga with Adrian on YouTube, beautiful. Um, yoga is also a sense of like, you want a habit stack. These, these protocols, right? You can do more than one. You want to have it stack your active recovery. So I can technically do breath work, meditation, nature immersion, and yoga all in one. I can do that all in one. So I'm habit stacking my active recovery because yoga is a, is a form of exercise as well. And I'm meditating and breathing through those, especially when you do yoga with Adrienne. She's very into that. She's also very into the gratitude of of the body and the mind is sacred and you're, you're praising yourself for making it to the mat. And then you're outside when you do it too. So you're in nature, you're feeling these things, you have fresh air. Um, and then so, so you want to habit stack your active recovery protocol so you can, you can leverage your time and leverage your recovery so you're doing the most in the efficient amount of time so that you have more time to do other things, experience, friendships, relationships, trips, and also your work, of course. And then you want to do some myofascial release um, that's, you know, you can use the little balls that get in the pressure points. You can use a foam roller, like all those things. That's an active recovery protocol. Stretching, another active recovery protocol, which can be habit stacked with yoga. Aimless play, just playing, you know? We forget that we need to have fun. Um, and so that's a huge part of recovery protocols, just letting, your, letting you be you. Like going out there and just having fun and, and being a kid again and not thinking and just doing and just... You know, whatever. Maybe you want to roll around in some mud. Who cares? Get after it. Aimlessly play. Pressure. So like having a weighted, a weighted blanket. Belly laughing. Laughing is one of the best things you could do for your body. Um, so go watch a comedy show. Laugh. Uh, whatever. And then yoga nidre. So those are the top 20 active recovery protocols. You want to implement those um, very, very intensely uh, into your daily routine, monthly routine, weekly routine, quarterly routine, annual routine to try to prevent burnout. To try to prevent burnout. And now you know the burnout, six triggers for burnout and you know they need to find the root cause of those triggers, identify the root cause to reverse the effects of burnout by either changing yourself, changing the situation and changing your relationship with the situation. 
And then you burn out proof through your physiology by sleeping better, by having an active recovery protocol and a positive psychology, which is mindfulness and meditation. Kind of all of these things intertwine. And it's about implementing these and what works best for you and your agenda, your daily life to allow for you to be your best self. You allow for you to wake up every day and be your best self, to expand your window of tolerance, to expand your mind, your body, and the things that you think you're capable of. Because you're so capable. Your body has all of these things. Your mind has all of these things already inside of it. We're just unlocking it, untapping it, and allowing it to free flow and allowing it to um, expand your life and expand your relationships and make everything more fruitful and meaningful and purposeful and all these beautiful things. So um, that's all I got for today. Uh, hope that made sense. I hope that uh, you learned something and starting today, you start to implement some of these tools and tactics into your life that could greatly help you um, reverse burnout or prevent burnout and disallow um, to handle stress a little bit better and to allow your body to recover a little bit better and allow yourself to be more energy energized um, throughout the day. So thanks for watching. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, uh, funny stories, anecdotes about this episode or anything else, or you want me to cover a certain topic, let me know. I'm researching and studying and taking classes and listening to podcasts on a daily basis because I'm so interested in this stuff and the mind and the body and the connection of that and mental well-being and mental health and psychology and physio, all these beautiful things. And so I definitely don't know anything. That's that's kind of what it keeps me really curious about it is that it's just, there's no real mastery in sight. And I'm excited to just continue learning, 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 learning and sharing and growing and expanding. Um, so if there's anything you want me to touch on, let me know. Um, but sign up at jacksonstone.net, please, to the newsletter. Subscribe to this channel. Um, give us a review on Apple for Jackson Talks, Everybody, and Champions Adjust. And overall, just thank you. Thank you for listening. Share this with a friend, please. That'd be great. Um, grateful for the community. Grateful for you. Have a fantastic fucking day. And much love.